Welcome to this week's episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, a Seinfeld podcast about the secondary and minor characters of our beloved show, Seinfeld. I'm Ivan. I'm Stephen. And we're back for another week, Stephen. And uh, boy, this one is going to be a special one. Indeed it is. Uh, So this is episode 10, uh, What's the Deal with the Seinfeld Parents? And we've, speaking of parents, we've got two special guests. Yes. My parents. Say hello. Hi, everybody. I'm Vera. Hi, Seinfeld friends. (laughs) What's your name? I'm Kevin. Yeah. So Hi, Kevin. Hi, Vera. That's my mum and dad, and uh, they've agreed to guest on our podcast, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, because this episode's about parents, uh, we thought that we'd get them on. So, yeah, thanks. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Yeah, okay. yeah it makes, it. makes perfect sense. Yeah, it fits well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what are we talking about today, Ivan? So today, um, so every fifth episode is a What's the Deal With special episode. So uh, every fifth episode, we talk about a particular character, because each week we usually just get an episode, but... We thought, Stephen, you know, every fifth, we'll just devote an episode to one character or, you know, a set of characters. Because sometimes the minor characters in Seinfeld are so big that they need an episode of their own. So, Absolutely. yeah, so we figured, why not? Let's do it this week with the parents. And we got Stephen's parents in as special <laughs> guests, which is perfect. Works out really well. So um, the parents we're going to talk about, Stephen, are uh, Jerry's parents, so Morty and Helen. Uh, then we're going to talk about George's parents, Frank and Estelle, my favourite sets of parents on Seinfeld. They're, they're the best. Yeah. Um, and we're also going to talk about um, Kramer's mother, Babs, or Barbara Kramer. And the final one we'll talk about is uh, Elaine's dad, Alton, who appears in one episode. Very scary. Very scary man, yeah. Probably the best. Probably the best, and it's a shame that he didn't return, but we'll I'll tell you why. Yeah, exactly. Later, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, before we get into the actual episode, we're going to bring you our uh, latest edition of Seinfeld News. Here it is. Uh, Yeah, so starting off with uh, Seinfeld News, it's not Seinfeld News per se. It didn't happen recently, but I thought it was relevant to include because I came across this this week. Uh, I listen to a lot of music and I do a bit of a music blog for myself and in the course of that I came across a DJ from, uh, he's Swedish actually, and he lives in Barcelona and his name's DJ Seinfeld. Oh, no way. Yeah. um, He's been around for a couple of years. Uh, Apparently he's released four 12 inches on various uh, underground uh, like dance labels in Europe. (laughs) Um, He's doing a European tour as as we speak. And I actually listened to a bunch of his songs this morning, and they're pretty good. Does he sample stuff from Seinfeld? No, oh. no, no. His artwork is Seinfeld imagery. Oh, okay, um, like, like us. The, yeah, like the covers of, um, yeah, he, he might use our podcast logo for his next release. Oh, oh, be careful. Maybe we should sample his music in our podcast. Maybe we should. We should reach <laughs> out to him and say, can we do it? Yeah, yeah. probably go, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, no, but all of the artwork are just like old Jerry Seinfeld stand-up uh, photos from the 80s, yeah. before Seinfeld even existed. Um, but yeah, I've, I listened to maybe six or eight of his tracks and there's no Seinfeld references. It's oh. just, it's just instrumental dance music. Yeah. Right. Like what you would, you know, take drugs to and dance in a club <laughs> in Berlin or something. Um, sort of music about nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Music about nothing. Yeah, exactly. Very, um, <laughs> very good. Nice, nice contribution, dad. Oh, thanks boys. Set the, set the standard, <laughs> set it. the bar. You've taken my job. That's really? it. Yep. <laughs> Done. Yep. We're, we're out and we'll just leave it to you two. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, the second part, again, it's not specific to this week. It's just a bunch of things that I came across in the last week. Um, 
I saw an interview this morning with Julie Julie Louis Dreyfus. Mm-hmm, um, yep. She was talking about her show that she currently does, Veep. Veep, yeah. Where she's and she's very wife. good in, by the way. Okay, I haven't seen it, but mm. I've heard really good things. Um, and in the interview, she was uh, giving a bit of a background on her sort of comedic history. And uh, she gave a bit of an insight into how she got started in Seinfeld. And apparently she was cast in Saturday Night Live. She was doing that for a couple of years. She didn't like it. Um, but she met uh, Larry David. And Larry David left. They both were really unhappy. Larry David wrote the pilot with Jerry um, and then obviously cast Elaine and the rest is history. And here we are talking about mm. one of the best comedic characters of all time, I'd say. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because a few weeks ago we were talking about um, the stakeout. Yeah. So that was meant to be episode three of season one, but it became episode two. Because it because gives they, a bit more background yeah, on Elaine. On Elaine. They wanted to flesh it out. That was a few weeks ago oh, we, we right. talked about it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So there you go. That's how it started. That's how she got her part. Indeed. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was interesting because you described Saturday Night Live as... I quote, very sexist and druggy. Apparently, <laughs> being a female, a young female comedian in the eighties wasn't wasn't too uh, too easy. Mm, so, okay. um, not surprisingly, I guess. Mm. Um, and another thing, I another thing I do is uh, every day I watch a Simpsons episode and review it, just amongst uh, myself and a couple of friends um, outside of this podcast, just for just for watching Simpsons' sake. And coincidentally, the episode I watched through the week actually had a guest voice uh, with Elaine. Oh, ah, right. Yeah, it's a season thirteen episode. Uh, it's called A Hunker Hunker Burns in Love, and Mr. Burns basically realises that he's 104. Um, <laughs> he's he finally ma- realised it after all these years. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he sort of, he has an epiphany and he figures out that he needs to, um, you know, find a lady to, <laughs> to procreate with. Oh, um, wow. Um, and he falls for a uh, 20-something-year-old cop who's mm-hmm. actually giving him a ticket. Uh, her name's Gloria, and uh, she's actually voiced by Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Is she like Elaine, the uh, character? Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah. She's not She's not a jerk. Like, Elaine's, you know, she's a pretty horrible person. Oh, yeah. Um, they all are. No, no, she's very lovely, but she actually, she <laughs> used to be in love with Snake, um, and she decides to, you know, he's a criminal, but she eventually goes back to him because of his bad boy ways. She can't, she can't stay away. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so just a, a few Julie Louis-Dreyfus tidbits, really. There you go. Yeah, and yeah. actually, sorry, another thing. Again, it's not news. It's just um, adding to Julie Louis-Dreyfus news. Well, it certainly adds to the segment. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, is that apparently her net worth is $3.5 billion. Her, oh, her father was an oil tycoon. Yeah, I think, yeah, I heard he, that. Yeah. He died last he year. French. He was French. Was he? Yeah. Ah, okay, did French. he make his money in America? Do you know? I'm, I'm not sure, but I, yeah, I've read about her and yeah, he was... Yeah. Yeah, I heard she comes from old money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, apparently she stands to inherit $3.4 billion. Yeah. Good. I'm Which not, is. Um, I don't care really where she came from. Have you got a phone number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she she might listen to the podcast. Well, yeah, true. Know. Yeah, if you do, get in touch. www.dad.com. <laughs> <laughs> Dad.com. Dad of Bidwabask.com. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's sort of it for, for Seinfeld news. There so, you go. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, we'll take a break, and after the break, we'll start getting into the actual characters themselves. Yeah, that sounds good, because we're talking about the parents of Seinfeld. Indeed. Of the core four, if you will. Yes. Mm. Stay with us. We'll yeah. be back. Indeed. All oh, right, let's go. Jerry, let's go. It's time to eat. We're going to dinner. Dinner? Well, what time is it? It's 4.30. 4.30? Who eats dinner at 4.30? By the time we sit down, it'll be quarter to five. And welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, a Seinfeld podcast where we concentrate on the secondary characters of our beloved uh, sitcom, Seinfeld. And today's episode, which is episode 10 of our podcast series, 
is uh, what's the deal with the Seinfeld parents? And can you believe, Stephen, it's been 10 episodes? I know. It's been great. Yeah. Amazing. Feels like a little milestone. Yeah, it is. It's been going very well. Yeah. And um, that laughing you can hear in the background is actually my parents, which is my mother, Vera. Hello. And my dad, Kevin. Hi, guys. And uh, yeah, they're guesting on today's episode, which is pretty fun because we're talking about parents. So we thought we'd get them on. Yeah. And um, make it a bit of a theme. So, (laughs) so far we've... Uh, had a bit of Seinfeld news and a bit of an in- a bit of an introduction. Yes. Um, so we'll get right into the actual parents themselves, starting from the top with Morty Seinfeld. Morty, yes, he's a very Classic. very interesting guy. Um, it's funny because I'll talk about well, first of all, I'll talk about the actors who portrayed Morty because obviously, if you're a huge Seinfeld fan, you know two actors portrayed him. Some people might think oh, only you know the one yeah. that we know and love, the yeah. really insane one, mm. is the one. You know, the only one who did it. But it was actually another actor, funnily enough. So Sorry, just a, a side point. It's funny how you can apply insane to all of the parents except Babs. Yeah. She seems like the only sane one. Yeah, well, Babs had like an loopy. addiction. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah she's she like was a drug addict. Yeah. Yeah. So she had her problems too. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so yeah. It, it, they're all, it's funny. Like you can tell the spawn of them. You can see where oh, the insanity came from, yes, can't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you can see where George came from and Jerry came oh, from. Oh, George, yeah. Yeah. So, just completely maladjusted. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched the episode The Fire today. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and it was like a fl- George, George has a flashback and he's like, oh, I've got to organize this birthday party. It wasn't like my seventh birthday. And it flashes back to him trying to blow out the candles. And then you hear Frank Costanza like, right. blow out the candles, right. blow yeah. them out, blow them out. Stop it. You're killing him. <laughs> and, yeah. and then there's like little George and he's got glasses and he's a bit chubby and he's like, right. <laughs> he's trying not to, hard to breathe. Just traumatized. <laughs> he's traumatized. <laughs> that's blow one, blow that's out one with Bozo candles. the Clown. No, yeah, Bozo. Eric the Clown. Oh, oh, Eric, Eric the Clown. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Yeah. Eric. Eric. B-O-Z-O. Z-O. <laughs> Eric, what kind of a name is Eric? Yeah. I, I think he was supposed to put the fire out with his big clown feet. Wasn't yeah, he that's did. Right, yeah. And it was only two greasy burgers <laughs> that caused the fire. That's right. Oh, that's Why sorry. did you run out and leave us to die? There had well, to be a leader. I was, I, was, had to be... I was pushing you down onto the floor. Yeah. <laughs> you were supposed to sit low in a fire. Yeah, that's it. And as you can tell, um, you're massive Seinfeld fans. Well, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, me, probably a little bit more than Kevin, but um, yeah. no, I loved that show from day dot. Yeah. Absolutely. But it is good, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You can't go past classic. it. Yeah. It'll never, it'll classic. It'll never be unfunny to me. Never. Yeah. Well, that's we're doing a podcast about it, you know, 20 years after it finished, that's so right. there you yeah, go. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a testament to its, uh, its yeah. quality and lasting power oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way that it's crossed the generations from parents to unruly children yes, yes. Yep. yes. Well, I'm a parent <laughs> <laughs> parents to parents yes and, and that's how Stephen you got into Seinfeld your uh, your parents yeah mum's sort of taste rubbed off on me a bit I guess uh-huh. um, yeah in a way I, I was aware of it um, mm. but you know I was more interested in the Simpsons I guess you were and, and I remember Beavis and Butthead yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, like that yeah nice. like unruly animated characters yep. I guess um, yep. and I, I think, yeah, I was aware of it with Roseanne, you know, and I knew yep. that they were huge 90s sitcoms. Yep. And I think I just started to watch it probably. I probably wouldn't have understood a lot of the references pre-teenage years. No. Because there's a lot of sexual innuendo and a lot of sort of adult jokes and mm. a lot of like, mm. you know, adult-y, not risque, but just sort of mature-themed. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not Good, at one. All. Good one. Good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Nice. I, I think a lot of it would have gone over my head, but once I started yeah. to understand the world mm-hmm. and understand what it was about, mm. I think it 
it resonated yeah. from when I was like 12 or 13. Made you into a man. Indeed, kind of. <laughs> well, just less of a, less of a child. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say a man. Yeah. Still not there yet. It's no, a long journey. Well, you got a bigger moustache than I do. So, true, that's you know, true. You're more of a man than me. That's true. <laughs> Conventionally. Conventionally, <laughs> yes. Indeed. So uh, Morty Seinfeld, originally played by Philip Bruns and uh, later by Barney Martin. Yeah. Um, now, we spoke about Philip a few weeks ago in The Stakeout, so yeah. I won't go too much into him. If you want to listen to episode seven, we do The Stakeout where Philip... Yeah. portrayed Morty so if you want more information about him you can listen to that one and listen to all our other ones too yeah, go for it <laughs> why not while you're at it um, so Barney Martin he was an American actor who passed away uh, in 2005 uh, he had roles in The Producers and Arthur they were his uh, biggest roles um, so Morty himself he appeared in 24 episodes of the show uh, and a bit about Morty so he has a strong work ethic He's uh, he was in the raincoat business for over 30 years and uh, what was the name of that raincoat Stephen? The, tr- the beltless trench coat. Yeah, that's but it. it. was called the executive. Oh, the that's executive. right. I was going to say the commissioner, but I yes, yeah. the executive. executive. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I thought it was interesting as well that he was um, he was discovered by Mel Brooks. Oh, um, that's right. A, that was his big break. Apparently, he was a stand-in for Jackie Gleason. Oh, um, is that like right? A, like oh, a, like well, an I can actor stand-in. Yeah, I mean, he does uh, resemble Jackie Gleason. Yeah, mm. it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then he was discovered. I don't know what that means, or like you know what that actually sort of uh, how that happened by um, by Mel Brooks who put him in the producers and that was kind of his big break and that was his big break yeah, yeah. he was already about 40 at that time so he mm-hmm. sort of uh, came into it late late bloomer yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so he has a strong work ethic like I said and uh, his mindset can be seen as a bit old fashioned <laughs> you know he's kind of his ways you know he's really yeah. set in his ways um he he was president of his retirement village in Florida, and uh, he was impeached. Yes. If you remember that episode, by um, by Jack, by Jack, Columbus. with the pen, <laughs> the pen. Take the pen, take it, take it. it take writes the upside down. Yeah, writes upside down. <laughs> take the pen, take it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So he was a raincoat salesman, and he invented the beltless trench, known as the uh, executive. executive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is he is the stereotypical Jewish father who also who always counts as pennies, but he refuses to let Jerry pay. For a dinner when they go out, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's sort of he's he's precious over money, but he's also precious over, I don't know, like how much money he has or something. It's weird. Mm. How do you explain that? I don't know. It's just an ethic. I think those people have that they don't want their children paying for, but he watches every penny as well. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, maybe he watches every penny so that he can afford to pay for his children's dinners. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and it's funny because he thinks that Jerry can't afford anything and he's going broke, but Jerry's like, I'm making good money. Jerry, <laughs> you know? Jerry is very successful. Jerry's very successful. You know, he and buys he, him a Cadillac. Yeah, he buys him a Cadillac. <laughs> and look what happens to that. Yeah. Straight Jack. in the river, straight in the pond, <laughs> or whatever it is, the lake. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful. So good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so with Morty, so that's a bit of a background about Morty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think with Morty, he is protective of Jerry. I think he sees Jerry as like the golden child. Well, I think he's an only child. He's an only... I thought he had a sister, Jerry. I thought it was mentioned off screen. I don't know. Uh. Do you ever remember him referencing Mm, a sister? No. Oh, maybe it's someone. Maybe it's someone else. I know Elaine has a sister. Elaine. And George Um, has another brother. Okay. Yeah. Is he mentioned in like season one or two and then kind of never mentioned Oh, I think it's one of... He's like unnamed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, He's only mentioned in passing. I know Elaine's sister is Gail. Yeah, that's right. And she's only mentioned a couple of times and I think she still lives in Baltimore. Yeah. Where where Elaine's from. Yeah. Now, with Morty, because you have to remember as well, there's two versions of Morty. So in the stakeout in season one, Morty, the Morty 
was played by Philip Bruns. He was very, as you remember when we spoke about it a few weeks ago, Stephen, he's mm. very kind, he's a very gentle, he gives good advice, you know, he's yeah. a good dad. He's sort of the opposite of Morty in he, a lot of ways. Yeah, he? yeah, he's the opposite of Morty, and poor Helen has to put up with his eccentric lifestyle. She's <laughs> just know. as eccentric. So. She is, but I, I, I feel that Helen's the voice of reason. Yeah, you that's know, true. In a lot of circumstances. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think she counters his zaniness. Yeah. Sounds to me like the typical parents, you know, just doing their job. Yeah, yeah just in their yeah. own crazy way. That's true. Yeah, I can relate a lot to, maybe that's why I like Seinfeld so much. Yeah. I can relate a lot to, you know, parents, you know, being being what I perceive as zany. So do you, yeah, I think every kid can. It's like, I wouldn't do that. Do you yeah. count your pennies as well? Or? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what I can, that's what I think of Morty. I mean, like the, the newer version of Morty, the second version, mm. if you will. Yep. Yeah. No, I just think he's very, um, he's protective, but he's also has his kind of own crazy ideas of life, yeah. you know, crazy ideas. Absolutely. You know, I love the episode where I forgot which one it was, but Elaine hires him. Uh, for Peterman, like he hires him to work at J. Peterman. He, he gets fired by the end that's of the episode. Right. He gets fired. Yeah, yeah. That's I think it. He um, annoys, like he kind of annoys them too much, doesn't he? I yeah. can't remember what he does. Yeah, I think he's just a bit old-fashioned in his ways. Yeah. Like Peterman is more progressive, whereas yeah. he's kind of set in his ways. Yeah. Yeah, and he can't quite, he can't quite collaborate with the uh, the newer, no. you know, in the younger employees. I think it, she has to fire him, doesn't she? Yeah, I think, I think it's so. something yeah. like that. Yeah, I vaguely remember that episode, I, but I can imagine him being some sort of irritant. Just, yeah. just generally annoying. It's like, who's this old codger stuck in his ways? And know? then when Morty's retired or when he gets fired, he, he's happy about it. He's just relieved. He's yeah. like, oh, thank God, I, I've got to go for dinner or something or yeah. it's lunch, you yeah. know. Like yeah. 5, 5 p.m. specials on down Yeah, there. something yeah. like that. He's just relieved. Like, oh, good, good. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah. yeah. I don't even know why he agrees to work in the first place no, if he doesn't can, even want to work. I can't actually remember that episode. I can remember the episode, but I can't remember the lead up to why he's working there. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway. We'll, we'll get to it eventually. Yeah, we will. Episode 127. Sure, sure. We're doing that episode. That's fine. Let us know. Go on. Uh, email us at bidwebasspodcast at gmail.com if you want to tell us what episode you want. If you want that one, we yeah. already works. You Let can get know. in touch through social media as well. Um, our handles at bidwebask, B I D W B A S C. And uh, now we've got a shiny ish, new ish website. We do. B I D W B A S C dot com. Dot com. Yeah, so that's pretty fancy and, and modern and real. I so never thought the day would come when we had a dot com website. I know. That, <laughs> yeah. that domain name cost me 99 cents. Whoa. I know. Wow. I'll pay you back 10 cents a week, right? 49.5 cents to be exact. I'll, I'll pay you back. Yep. Plus GST. Plus GST. Plus GST, so yeah. That exactly. might be GST inclusive. Oh, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. We'll just we'll write it off, you know, yeah. with all the money that we're making. It's a write off. Yeah. What's a write off? Just write it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you even know what a write off is? <laughs> yeah. You just write it off. Yeah. It's a write off. Yeah, it's cute. I think I'm in that boat. I don't. I know what a write off is theoretically, but I sort of don't. I don't really understand the process of a write off. Oh, I don't know. Either. Yeah, I, like, I know. I think for car insurance, a write off is where you know the car's so badly damaged. Yeah, it costs like, too much to fix. Yeah, it's not a worth. A costs more to repair off, than it does to replace. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's gone. It's yeah. Ready. It's written off. Yeah. It's written off. <laughs> yeah. It's written off. It's a write off. Yeah. So if your car's worth like fifteen hundred bucks and yep. the damages are like three grand, it's a write off. Yeah. It's a write off. I'll just give you the fifteen hundred dollar check. Yeah. Here you go. Yep. True. It's yep. cheaper. It's scrap metal. It's scrap metal. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Morty. Uh, do you have any other um, suggestions or any notes um, about him? I thought it was uh, worth um, worth mentioning. It's not about Morty. It's about the actor. Mm. Um, oh, Barney Martin. Yeah, Barney Martin. He said somewhere at some point um, that a lot of the people who'd come up to him in the public, uh, in public or on the streets, um, uh, Jewish Seinfeld fans would actually tell him that his character reminded them of their father. Ah, um, yeah. So I think he played that Jewish stereotype yeah. really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah, I just thought that was like an interesting little tidbit of 
of mm. information about him. Um, you know, again, quality acting, quality writing. That's yeah, that it reflects very believable a lot of um, people's mm. reality. Even though it is a sort of eccentric, zany show, it's rooted in a lot of reality. Yep. So, was he a Jewish father? Uh, I don't know if he was Jewish pers- in his like personal life. Maybe. Um, I mean, he was he was like an old New York actor, so there's a chance. You know, that was like Jewish actors from New York are pretty common. So maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah. But we, I, we we didn't look at that. Yeah, I, I don't know, um, but he would have at least probably been around them to be so good at portraying it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. don't really know. Um, yeah, so his wife, Helen. Yeah. As we said, the voice of reason. The voice of reason, yeah, played by Liz Sheridan for 24 episodes. And Helen Seinfeld is the only secondary character to appear in all nine seasons of Seinfeld. Yeah, wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. No other secondary character has done it. Hmm. Yeah. I would have thought that. Morty as well, because they're pretty yeah, much why, always together. Why, why was it just her and not Morty? Well, that's that's what I that's what I got. Apparently, yeah, Helen. No. Maybe there might have been an episode where it was Helen by herself, or maybe hmm. Morty was off screen. You yeah, know, don't know. Maybe okay. I have All to right. go back and figure that yeah. one out. Yeah, yeah, no, I read that. I was like, Hel- I didn't know that either. I thought, oh yeah. wow, she's the only, she's the only. Ca- I thought, well, yeah, I thought Helen and Morty uh, Vera would be together. like that too. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was out driving his Cadillac. Yeah, it was probably to, that. Trying to flog off trench coats. Yeah, that's it. 30 but, years in the business. Yeah. A great mother. I yeah. would have loved a mother like her. Yeah, yeah. she's very protective. Very protective. Um, so the actress Liz Sheridan, she played um, nosy neighbour Raquel in Alf, and uh, she had roles in Moonlighting, Kojak and the A-Team. And uh, she claims that she had a short-lived romance with James Dean uh, after she met him while she was a dancer in New York City. We were talking a bit about that uh, before we went to air or yep. when we started broadcasting. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. Um, yeah, apparently it's a book. She wrote a book about it called Dizzy and Jimmy, My Life with James Dean, A Love Story. Um, yeah, and that they were each other's first romantic love. Um, and then Dean was cast in a play that was predicted to be successful and then he kind of, his interest waned, I guess, as more women became available. Yes. Um, she got put to the wayside, unfortunately. Mm. Oh, oh well, um, she's had a wonderful career nonetheless. Yeah. Still going, so. Yeah, she's still alive. Too. Yeah, she <laughs> is, yeah. She's in her 80s now, <laughs> yeah. so she's good. doing good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, she's Lucky got one. she went driving in the Cadillac and not in the Porsche. Oh, yes. Did, yeah. James, did James Dean die in a Porsche? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, lucky. Yeah, she, she wasn't a passenger. Yeah, so. she's got one up on him. She's alive. <sighs> oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> to the family of James Dean. Sorry. Yeah, they, they won't be listening. <laughs> no, nah, probably not. No. It's fine. So, uh, Helen. Get, a, get an email yeah. from Mary Dean. Like, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. We're rebels without a cause, baby. Oh, rebels without a cause. That's terrible. <laughs> but don't worry about it because after all this time, we still love Porsches. Yeah. They're yeah, still popular. That's true. They're still all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Helen, uh, he, Helen's very protective of Jerry and dismisses the idea that people don't like him. Yeah. And she thinks she's a good, How he's a good boy. How can you not love him? How can you not like him? How, how can somebody hate you? Hey, you know, yeah. how can nobody like you, Jerry? But she says it. She doesn't just sort of say it inquisitively. She says oh, it she matter it of factly. It's not just like pondering, hang on, how can someone actually not like my son? It's like, no, it's how can anyone yeah. not like you? That's right. Like, yeah. you know, if someone doesn't like you, even if it's legitimate, mm. they're an idiot. Yeah, it's, it's definitely matter of fact. Yeah. yeah, it's not just pondering like, oh, huh, okay, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess she, she's a good mum in that way. Yeah, she is. She is. She is. Um, but the question is, you know, with Jerry, how could Jerry be the way he is? Do you think because Jerry's so, he's a germaphobe, he's very sensitive, you know, he doesn't like germs and he's very particular. Do you think he got that from his parents because his parents maybe mollycoddled him a bit much, do you think? Maybe. Maybe. Um, Probably wrapped him in like a bubble, like the bubble boy. Yeah, it could have just... I mean, you know, psychological complexes can form out of unexplainable origins. Yeah. So, you know, like you can't always relate 
you know habits and personality traits back to you know who you were brought up with mm-hmm. um yeah, so maybe it, yeah it was probably like in like it was probably due to how they parented him but i can't see much alignment between his habits and their habits mm. like there's a there's lot a of big hint there in that his mother made him wear those culottes the what the shorts the culottes yeah I don't got to do well, that's how she dressed him so she would be pedantic about how how germophobic she would be okay. you know what i mean it's like seemed her psyche to be weird <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess that could have passed down. Yeah, I don't think of it that way. What episode we- does he wear culottes? I don't remember <laughs> that when, bit. When everyone thinks they're gay, him, George. And oh, the Jerry. outing. Oh, oh right. the outing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. right, right. You've just out obscured us. You're, you're winning Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, you are. You've made a reference that none of us got. You're like, what? Yeah. Well, well, Seinfeld, the Seinfeld fans. You yeah, did. it looks like we found new hosts for the podcast. I think we're done, Steve. Yeah, we're <laughs> finished. We can do a Simpsons podcast and they can finish uh, uh-huh. Seinfeld. No, because I'll no. just take over that as well yeah true no indeed um, <laughs> yeah yeah that's kind of it about helen i mean she's mm. you know yeah. she's she's the balance of of morty yeah, yeah. um yeah so mm, that's pretty much that and the, we'll, we'll talk about we'll go to a quick break and we'll talk about uh, estelle and frank yeah george's parents george's parents and also yeah we'll mention them and we'll also talk about their relationship with the seinfelds <laughs> yeah they actually have a kind yeah. of very um abrasive Yes. Yeah. You just made the uh, you just made the uh, the push away push on each. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's a bit. It's a bit tense. It's a bit care. tense. Yeah. They don't care for the Costanzas. Yeah. The Seinfelds. The Seinfelds think think the Costanzas are crazy, and the Costanzas think the Seinfelds are too upper class for them. They're too so. good for them. Yeah. It's probably yeah. that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's fair enough. Like, <laughs> that's about right. Both both each other's points of view make sense. Yeah. You yeah. know the Costanzas are crazy, they and are. Uh, compared to the Costanzas, the um the Seinfelds are a bit snobby. Yeah. So they can afford to move to Florida. Yeah. Indeed. Anyway, well. Um, we'll leave it there for now and we'll come back in a, in a break yeah blow out those candles Indeed. we'll be back yeah. stop it you're killing him serenity now serenity now <laughs> what is that the doctor gave me a relaxation cassette when my blood pressure gets too high the man on the tape tells me to say serenity now Welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, Seinfeld podcast about the secondary characters of Seinfeld, hence the name. And uh, yeah, I'm Ivan. I'm Stephen. Yes, and today is episode 10, and uh, it's a what's the deal with episodes. So every fifth episode, we uh, talk about one character, but in this case, we've got about a half a dozen characters. Six, yes. Six, that's and right. As well as having more characters than usual, we've also got some more uh, podcasters as usual. So We do, yes. Um, my parents have been kind enough to spend an hour or two chatting about Seinfeld with Ivan and I. Um, yeah, so they're here with us now, so say hello. Hi, everybody. I'm Vera. Hi guys, I'm Kevin. Yeah, and um, because we're, we're doing the parents. Yes, yes. <laughs> the parents of Stephen. Just in case that wasn't clear enough. <laughs> They're the parents. <laughs> um, um, That's right, because it is the parents episode. Yeah, so we so thought, we thought it would be a fun. My my parents are visiting from out of town, so we thought it would be fun for them to come along and have a bit of a yarn. Yes, and and they like uh, Seinfeld as well, like yeah, us. Quite yeah, quite a lot. So mm-hmm. yes, um, so we've talked so far about um, two of the parents. We've talked about Frank. Uh, no, Frank. no, no, not yet. Oh, <laughs> That's okay. You spoiled it. Oh, no. Someone must have tuned in and said, "What are they going to talk about?" <laughs> oh, damn, spoil. Yes, sorry, uh, okay. my bad. Morty and Helen. Morty and Helen. Jerry's Seinfeld. parents. That's and, right. Uh, now we're going to talk about George's parents, Frank and Estelle. My favourite set of parents Absolutely. on the show. I mentioned that earlier. Oh, <laughs> they are just 
a gold I mean, yeah. amazing. Yeah, they are. Every time they come on the screen, the yeah. both of them, oh, yeah. just their their banter yeah. between them. Yeah. Oh, the best. The so best. Good. It, is. it is the best. Yeah, it's good. They are good. So we'll start off with Frank. Frank Costanza. Yeah. So Frank was originally played by John Randolph. Uh, before being replaced by Jerry Stiller. Uh, Randolph only played him once in the handicap spot, which I watched today as well. Okay. I watched, I, I just picked random episodes. I'm like, oh, the handicap spot. What I'll season was that, that? That's season four. Really? Later, yeah, it's in the, I think it's season, episode 19 or 20. So Frank, Jerry Stiller's Frank only comes in from season four. Five. Five? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I always thought he was in earlier episodes. No, no. Wow. No, from season five, yeah. Okay. No, it was, um, yeah, Philip Randolph, and that's the one where he uh, gets arrested because George parked in the handicap spot. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. It's his rego. It's his it? rego, yeah. Yeah, he's driving his car. And they destroy his car like the, the mob. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets yeah. mobbed. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So, um, yeah, he was only in one episode. And um, Jerry Stiller, who the one that we know, Jerry Stiller's a very, very fine actor. Uh, he became very successful. Uh, well, Jerry Stiller played, you know, Frank Costanza for the rest of the season's run. Uh, he was played by Jerry Stiller, and uh, Jerry himself, he became very successful with his wife, Anne Mira, uh, in the 1960s. And uh, they were part of the husband-wife comedy duo Stella and Mira. And uh, that's how they got their big break. Have okay. either of you heard of that? Stiller and no, Mirror? No, I haven't. I haven't no. heard of that. Okay, maybe it was just big in America and didn't didn't cross the ocean? Pacific? Pacific? Mm, maybe? Yeah, no, sure. I've never heard of that. No, no. no yeah, okay. that's how they got their big break okay. back in the 60s. Right. Uh, and he also had roles in uh, King of Queens, the TV show. He played yeah. uh, the dad. Yeah, and, and actually his wife was in that show a lot, his real life wife. Ah, yeah, yeah. And Mira. She Mira, was yeah. the mother of one of the other characters in the King of Queens and they actually played... She was always after him, but he just kept pushing her away. Didn't like her, which was quite funny considering <laughs> they were married. It was, yeah, it sort yeah, of adds a, another banter. layer to the comedy. Yeah, yeah, and you know the story as to how Jerry Stiller got the role in the King of Queens. No, story. in Seinfeld. No. So what happened was they were doing an audition because at, at the time they wanted Frank because when the original Frank played by John Randolph was played, he was kind of a bit you know, tough towards George and had a bit of a love-hate relationship with his wife Estelle, much like the Jerry Stiller version. Mm. But they wanted Frank to be more, like, dominating. Like, they wanted Estelle to be the dominant one who wears the pants in the relationship. And uh, Jerry, apparently Jerry Stiller was reading his lines and he wasn't happy with the character. He said, I can't do this. And he started, like, so Estelle or whoever was reading the lines of Estelle to him was starting to yell he was meant to be like, okay, okay, honey, okay. He started yelling back. Right. And then the the writers and the like, the, the casting directors and the producers looked at it and they said, wow, that's fantastic, you've yeah. got the role. And they rewrote the role because he changed the way that uh, his dad was meant to be. Yeah, right. Frank, Just, yeah. They both yelled at each other. They yelled at each other. And as soon as like Jerry Stiller said, nah, I want to yell, yeah. and he started yelling, like, and they thought, oh, my God, this sounds great. They just yeah. let him have free range. They let him have free range. Like, that's it. The, yeah. the, the, the dynamic between Jerry and Estelle, um, uh, sorry, Frank and Estelle, yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah, right. Love it. Yeah. And I guess that would make sense given like George was reaching like peak Georgeness at that time mm. to bring in like two crazy parents. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's sort of good good character sort of building, I guess. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Very, very well cast. Indeed. Yeah, he did very well. Yeah. So and interestingly as well, he's actually the father of Ben Stiller. He is, that's yeah, right. Who's I don't have a high opinion of Ben Stiller, but he's oh, fine. He, he's you know, he's really Zoolander's good. He's and Jerry Stiller was in Zoolander too. Yes, he was. The one, one and two? Yeah. yeah, that's true. He was in both of them. A bit of nepotism there. A bit of nepotism. Fine. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what what do you think of um, Frank, Frank as a character? Well, Frank is a character. Well, just a bit of a background of him. Uh, we learn in the understudy 
uh, episode that Frank once worked as a salesman seeing, oh, sorry, selling Christian artifacts and that he's fluent in Korean. Yeah, because yeah. he was a salesman. He was on the road a lot. Yes, and he was an army cook, uh, in the, uh, as mentioned in the fatigues. Mm-hmm. And he sent 16 of his men to the, la- to the latrines that day. <laughs> That's right. yeah, that yeah. was good. Don't they sort of like set it up like so it's PTSD? Yeah. You know, sort of recalling his, his yeah. war demons. And it's I think, just him yeah. like mm. cooking a bad batch That's of food. True. And they do yeah. a throwback, I think, to like Platoon or something where it's got that, you know, the adagio <laughs> in G minor, you know, that kind of orchestral... Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, I think it might be Platoon or one of those ones okay. and then all the guys are just starting to vomit like dry reach in there right. is it in slow-mo and stuff yeah, yeah yeah and it's got like the it's like that orchestral yep. music yeah yep. I okay. think it was it might have been Platoon it was like a throwback to that movie one of those okay. war movies from like the 80s or okay. 70s yeah what do you reckon is Frank's sort of most famous scene or line or character trait like, oh boy he's got so you, many do you think yeah. Festivus would be up there I, I think Festivus would be his his Main one, yeah. It's like I think defining. Be... It's certainly our favourite. Yeah. yeah. Every, every Christmas we have Festivus. Oh, is that right? You celebrate Festivus. <laughs> we celebrate Festivus. <laughs> Do it's Festivus on the twenty third. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's that? On the twenty third. Absolutely, on the twenty third. What is it? A pole? It's like a and an aluminium pole. With we gather around a table and air our grievances. <laughs> That's right. And and does Stephen beat you in the feats of strength, Kevin, or? Do you, do, no. Does he come off second best? No, he's no, not he there, comes usually. off second best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I. No, nothing. I, yeah, I, I have nothing to say. Yeah, and, yeah. and there's a lot of people celebrate Festivus. Yeah, actually. Yeah. 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 I wonder if anyone, everyone just celebrates it as a bit of a joke, like haha, Seinfeld's funny. Like let's just pretend was. I wonder if anyone's actually taken that up as legitimate ceremony every year. I'm sure they have. You know, oh, where someone's actually sure. gone through. Absolutely. Oh yeah, oh, oh, everything. I'm I sure they it, have. I think it makes a lot of sense. I, I mean, the, the aluminium poles a bit weird. But the idea of airing grievances once a year, that's they're probably like if a family did that, imagine how like emotionally healthy that would be, because there'd be mm. no pent up aggression. It would just be all out on the table, figure yeah. it all out, sort it all out. Well like, the aluminium pole, it's meant to symbolize like the lack of, you know, consumerism, you know, like a Christmas tree has like tinsel and all the baubles and it looks all bright and right. lovely, whereas the pole's meant to resemble nothingness. Okay. Because Festivus is just Yeah. Yeah, nothing. Just negativity. Oh well, not negativity, just Oh well just, you know. Yeah. Anti-Christmas. Anti-Christmas, yeah. Anti-consumerism. Yeah. yeah it's really all it is. That's why it's a poll. Yeah. Blank, uh, but I would, that to me is like his defining thing because even non-serious or like, you know, casual Seinfeld fans know what Festivus is. Yeah, they do. It's kind of crossed over from Seinfeld fandom I into just so. general, mm. you know. Like knowledge, a lot of stuff. I guess. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. But my favorite line of his, and I quote it all the time, is um, when George, George joins a group of some sort. Like he joins a religion or he joins a cult. Or oh, he doesn't gets... he become part of the Latvian Orthodox That's Church? Right, yeah, he gets the, he, conversion. the conversion, yeah. Yeah, and, and, uh, and oh, Frank's... Mutilating, mutilating squirrels. Squirrels. Kavorka. Yeah, and he's like, that's not the group that goes around mutilating squirrels, is it? Like, <laughs> just the idea that, I don't know why he's so protective of squirrels, but yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it, is a, it, is a good, it is a good one line, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just the way he's like thick New York accent when he says squirrels. Squirrels. <laughs> It's great. Yeah, it's a good one. No, there's just so many for Frank. I, I couldn't pick one. It was just it's crazy. Yeah. Who do you think is actually the dominant person in their relationship? Or do you think it's 50-50? I think they it's both, 50-50. They both give yeah. as good as they get. It is, no, it is 50-50. I don't think you could... I really don't think you could separate them. Mm. I really do. No. Yeah. I they mean, he's more aggressive, as as get. but no, none of them back down. No. You know, they're both... No. They no. just feed each other. They yeah, do. they, they do. fight fire with fire. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's so physi- much so that they did separate. 
They did, and then they got back together through erroneous circumstances, and then George and that's everyone right. caught them in the back of the van. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, re rekindling their love, so to speak. <laughs> so to speak. So to speak. Yeah. Um, so some of Frank's hobbies I have here. Uh, so Frank likes listening to Latin American music on vinyl records. He likes collecting issues of TV Guide and playing pool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he that's has a right. phobia a phobia of spending silver dollars. I don't recall that episode. Um, and he also suffers strongly from musophobia, and I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is either. What is it? Let us M-U-S-O. know. M-U-S-O. Yeah, if you, if you know, send us an Music? email. Music? Something to do with music, maybe? Yeah, that's what I thought. And but I don't think he's too partial to mice and rats, you know, he terms them infestation. So ah. he doesn't like them either. Okay. okay yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he also wears his sneakers in the swimming pool. He sure does. <laughs> <laughs> he does. That's the best. Oh, and his lawyer has a cape. <laughs> and he's also the co-creator of the bro. That's or right. The uh, manzia, as he, he likes is. to term it. Yes. Yeah. Manzia. Bro. It's the bro. Yeah. Manzia. <laughs> oh, that scene when um Estelle walks in on on Jerry. Uh, sorry, on Kramer fitting it to um. Oh yeah. To to Frank. With the and music, cha cha cha. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Latin American music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's and it. just Estelle walks in, doesn't she say? She's like, oh my god. Yeah. No, uh, I thought I'd walked in on J. Edgar Hoover or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I walked in on J. Edgar Hoover. You know, kind of <laughs> yeah, referencing cross dressing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But just the way that that scene, I think the camera angle is funny because you see uh, Kramer from behind, like fitting the fitting the bro, and I think putting the clip together. Yeah, and um, you know they're facing away from the camera towards the door, and just as Estelle walks in, and I think George is there as well, and they're <laughs> behind her. Behind her, yeah. yeah, yeah. And just the way that it's filmed and edited is just. Have you tri- ever looked at the the the, um, the look on Kramer's face? No, is he is he a bit amused? You just have to see that the expression on his face is priceless. Okay. Is he sort of trying not to laugh in real life? Like Yeah, yeah. Well it's okay. hard to explain, but you have to watch it. Okay. <laughs> I will. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. We'll probably get to that episode eventually. Oh we will. We've got a hundred and something to work through, so, <laughs> so yeah. We're classic, good. Classic episode. Yeah. So that's that's Frank. Yeah. yeah. So um great great secondary character, probably my favourite secondary mm. character. Mm. Yeah. Out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. He he never he never not delivers. No. Nah. Every line and everything he does is great. Yeah, it's you great. Know, he never sort of drops the ball. Excellent. Um, yeah, but Estelle is his wife. Yes, played by Estelle Harris, mm-hmm. actual actress. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that they had the same name. Yeah, and do you reckon same that they same kept... As Jerry. Yeah, like Jerry and Jerry Seinfeld, Jerry. That's true. Yeah. Do you reckon they kept her name because she wanted it, do you think? Or? Maybe. Yeah. Don't know. I don't I know. I wonder how um, they make those decisions. Mm. Maybe yeah. she threw a tantrum and said, I'll do the part, but I must have that same name, oh. my, my name. Yeah. Actors from time to time do that. And it's easier for the... There's no confusion at the end. You know, I'm talking to you. Yeah. Estelle, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. could work, yeah. 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 yeah, I guess keep it simple. Yeah, keep it simple. Kiss. Um, keep it yeah. simple, stupid. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what's Estelle done, Ivan? So Estelle, she's had roles in... Uh, voice roles, in, rather, in Toy Story 2 and 3. Okay. Uh, she's also been in Stand and Stand and Deliver and Once Upon a Time in America. Okay. She played a role in that. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, and she's had a very illustrious career, and she's been married to her husband since 1954. Oh, and she's still alive today as yeah. a recording. So. Yep. Is that mm. right? Yeah. What about her husband? Oh, I don't have his details. Oh, Jerry's? <laughs> I had his details. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. I'll have to pull that up. Yeah, we'll come back. Well, that'll well, be an addendum sometime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Interesting. They've cast perfectly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Estelle's been there the whole run. Yep. You know, there hasn't been anyone who's played no. who hasn't played. Yeah. You know, 
someone else who's played Estelle. It's she's funny played that, the whole way it's through. It's funny that all the female, um, like the female parental actors and characters have all, like, you know, there's been no changes in casting or direction or even character traits. Yeah. But all the men, something has happened, like uh, Jerry and George's father changed actors and um, and Elaine's dad, who we'll talk about a bit later. Yeah. You know, even though it was only one actor in one episode, but he didn't continue on yeah. as well. Like, something has affected every single male character. I just, I don't know, That's maybe it's just a coincidence or... Well, we have a story about the actor who played Elaine's dad, yeah, which yeah, we'll yeah. mention a bit later. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very interesting how they just leave i don't know maybe the writers want someone different or maybe yeah. you know they yeah. want to change yeah you know maybe it just doesn't work out how they expect or yeah. or maybe there's some creative differences or maybe yeah you know yeah um i think it's really funny that estelle um it's sort of counterintuitive to how her character is that she enjoys playing mahjong mm-hmm. yeah she's sort she of does. a peaceful intellectual game but yeah she's not peaceful or intellectual no um yeah and she's really good at cooking paella too paella paella Paella. i think in a way it's good to like mahjong's her form of escapism you know just to kind of get away from all the hustle bustle of dealing with her son and and, you know her husband husband, yeah who they have a love-hate relationship you know they can i think it's just hate no there's a bit of love yeah i guess so yeah it's still there you don't see it very often but it's there but it feels like it feels more of a sexual tension than a love like a physical attraction than a romantic attraction. I don't think they love each other. I think they just don't have any other options. <laughs> they think no one else will take them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think they're discontent with that? Yeah, I yeah. guess there is there is comfort in discomfort. You know, in a way it's reliable. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. You know, there's no risk. Mm. So even if it is miserable and negative. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Apparently, uh, George claims, I don't know which episode, but that she's never laughed ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which doesn't surprise me. And what about that episode where there's the doll that looks exactly like oh, her? That's cre- that's oh, wow. That's creepy, isn't that it? That is creepy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> that was that, That's a good episode. Yeah. That was what great. episode is that one? Uh, I think it's just called The Doll. Okay. It's the one, I think, uh, I think one of them's going through like a store, and then I think it might be George or something, oh, and then... Oh, is that where, where um, Susan, Elaine, Susan Elaine the doll. Oh, Susan, yeah, Susan that's right. Susan the doll in her collection. Ah, that's right. It's in her collection. Yeah, yeah. It was passed down to her or something. Is that where that's it. A child. Yeah, that's that right. The one where Elaine wants that bike. Is that? Oh, uh, it might be. Uh, it might hard be. To remember. Yeah, it's hard. No, yeah, where, that's where she promises Kramer the bike, and yeah. um, and and uh, uh, Newman needs yeah. to act as like the jury yeah. to decide. Oh yeah, if they if she gets if he gets yeah. the bike, yeah, or not. Like, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll cut the bike in half. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a compromise. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes, she goes like, we can't do that. And he just awards it to Kramer because yeah. it's his mate. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Kramer and Newman. Yeah. So that's hmm. pretty much it about, um, yeah. Well, I was going to say Estelle. Okay. Sorry. Is, uh, just a few characteristics mm. about Estelle. She's very overbearing, very obnoxious and overprotective. The three O's. Yeah. Of Triple yeah. O. Overprotective of George. Yeah. So. Everything's over. There's over, no under. Over. There's no under. There's <laughs> no under over with, the top. with Estelle. No. No. Mm. Definitely not. Um, yeah. So that's think, her. Do you think she's really dramatic as well? I think she is very dramatic. She blows things up yeah. out of proportion. I yeah. think she is too. Yeah. I, I think she can be seen as like a hypochondriac as well. Mm. I think she's one of those people where if she feels, you know, hypochondriacs think they're sick. Yeah. She's probably like, oh, I feel faint. Yeah. You know, sometimes she says, I feel faint. Mm. You know, I feel this and she's probably fine. Yeah, you know, true. Maybe just attention-seeking behavior. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think she's. I think she seeks attention because Frank doesn't give it to her. Give her attention. I That's mean. true. Yeah, yeah. And mm. I, she doesn't really have much of a, a friendship circle, so she, you know, she wouldn't be getting many mm. people just spending time with her. Just her mahjong buddies. Yeah, yeah. They probably don't like her. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine they would bitch about her when she leaves. They're like, probably there for the tea. Yeah. And, you know the cookies. Yeah. 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 
So that's really it for um for George's parents. Yeah, that's and, it. Um, we'll take another break, and after that, we'll get into Elaine's father, Alton, and um, Kramer's mother, Bab. Yeah, two uh, characters which don't appear too many times. Yeah, Alton only once, and uh, Bab's a couple twice. of times. Twice. Yeah. Uh, tw- I think once or twice in like in dialogue, like in passing. Yeah, and she's then mentioned a few times, mentioned. and she, she yeah, appears mentioned, physically yeah. in two episodes. Yeah, she's on screen twice. Yeah, yeah, there you go. We'll talk about them straight after this. We had a funny guy with us in Korea, tail gunner. He blew his brains out all over the Pacific. And this is, but I don't want to be a secondary character, Seinfeld podcast. And my name's Ivan, and I'm with my buddy Stephen, and uh, we got a couple of special guests with us tonight. Yeah, so my parents have been kind enough to come on board and do a bit of a guest appearance on our podcast, uh, this being episode 10. Um, it's the the parent episode. <laughs> yes, um, Vera and Kevin. Yeah, so say hello. Hi, everybody. Vera here. Hi, everybody. It's my dad, Kevin. So thanks again for coming on. We really appreciate it. And uh, so far, we've talked about Jerry's parents. Yes. Um, Morty and Helen and uh, George's parents, uh, Frank and Estelle. That's right. And we've all agreed that they're absolutely, utterly insane. Yes, and we can tell that's how their spawn came to being. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can like see where it came from. Yeah, you don't need a psycho, uh, you know, a degree in psychological science to figure that one out. Yes. Yeah. Because you know. this week is the what's the deal with episode, and yeah, uh, we're so talking ten. about the parents of Seinfeld. Yeah, so... Uh, the last two parents are kind of the, the least known or the least... Um, Featured. Featured. Yeah, that's mm. the one. Thank you. Yes, um, you're welcome. The first one being uh, Elaine's father, Alton Bennis, who mm. is... Uh, uh, Ivan said before that Frank is his favourite parental character, or... My favourite secondary character in general yeah, is right. Frank Costanza. Yep. I would say that Alton is top five or top ten secondary character. Yeah. And easily yeah. my favourite parent. Just the fact that he's just so gruff. Mm-hmm. I, do, I love him. He's amazing. Yeah. He's good. Alton yeah. Bennis. Played by uh, Lawrence Tierney. And uh, uh, Lawrence, he was a Hollywood tough guy. And he portrayed many of these kind of roles in films, uh, like Reservoir Dogs and The Death Merchant. Yeah, apparently he portrayed mobsters and tough guys a lot. That was sort of his... Forte? Forte, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, well, and apparently he was like that. You were saying, Vera, before in yeah. real life, Lawrence oh, Tinney yeah. was actually like a bad... I think so, A bad yeah. boy, I you know. I did read that somewhere, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he came from like a rough background yeah. or something. and yeah. Okay, you know. sort of skirted between like legitimate life yeah, and, and so. crime, criminal life. Yeah, I think Yeah, on the edge, I think. Yeah, yeah. on the edge. Right. Borderline criminal, I guess. Yeah. Do either of you remember him from any movies or anything? Because he's, he's considered like a Hollywood classic actor. Mm. You know, Ma- maybe if I saw him younger, I would think, oh, yeah, that's... That's him. Right. Okay. Yeah. You dad? I don't know him at all. I okay. don't know what he looks like or no idea whatsoever. Right. Okay. Mm. Yeah. This is a very gruff, gruff yeah. man. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, it's like he's seen a lot, a lot in his time. Yeah. 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 That's no nonsense. No, he doesn't. Yeah. So, and that's, that's pretty much his character in, uh, in the episode as well. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's the father of Elaine Bennis. Yeah. Um, and he's apparently a well respected, highly respected and famous writer. Yes. And he wrote a, the book Fair Game. Okay. Well, fictionally. Yeah, um, he's a war veteran. He fought in the Korean War. Yes, and he has two daughters, Elaine and Gail. That's right. Um, Elaine's sisters only mentioned once or maybe twice yep. throughout the whole series. Um, and when he when he recounts his war stories, um, he always mentioned a friend that he knew back in Korea who was a tail gunner that, quote, got his brains blown out all over the Pacific. <laughs> all over the Pacific. <laughs> and, and it's funny, like, the next day after Jerry's jacket gets, you know, destroyed, Elaine says, oh, Dad liked you. You reminded him of a guy in Korea that he knew. And it's like the guy who had his 
brain Doesn't blown he out. say, did he mention him? Oh, no, the gunner, like, the tail gunner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Korean he's like, War. did he mention him? And he's like, no, didn't mention him at all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, didn't mention him at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I love when Jerry and George are waiting for Elaine and it's really awkward. Yeah. 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 He's like, what do you want? What can I get you guys to drink? Yeah. And then he's like, uh, Jerry's like, oh, I have a club soda. And then, Club soda. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then and then George is like, no, no, he's like, I'll have a cranberry juice with a twist of lemon or something. Yeah, and then um, and then George goes, oh, I'll have a, I'll have a club soda, and then he goes, I'll just get another scotch, plenty of ice. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's no bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. So that makes me wonder as well. We're talking about the other parents and how Jerry and Kramer turned out, and George. He's so gruff, and Elaine is so. She's very friendly and sweet outgoing. And friendly. Oh, you know what I mean. Friendly sometimes. Yeah, I mean she's. Yeah, she's compared she's to her dad. Certainly not like him. Yeah, but she's she's an extrovert. You know, yeah, she is. You know, yeah. she she likes people. Um, you know, she's friendly and approachable. Yeah. For yeah. the most part, mm. maybe she was like her mother then. Yeah. She must have been. You know, maybe they maybe because they did split up because um, one of the questions when Elaine turns up, you know, in the foyer before they go to the restaurant, one of the questions is, "How's your mother?" Okay. So you know, okay. so obviously they must have split okay. a long time ago. Maybe she was point. raised by a mother, and that's why she didn't turn out like Elton. <laughs> yeah. So can you imagine a gruff, a Elaine? gruff Elaine? No, that wouldn't work. No. Yeah, so I doubt already, it. We've already got Estelle. We don't need another. Yeah, we don't need another. She's gruff. not gruff, but she's she's, gruff. she's um she's certainly not gentle. Yeah, I know. Um, and a funny story about Lawrence Tinney. So Elton Bennis, he was meant to be a, like a recurring character, but allegedly Lawrence Tinney stole a knife from the set. You heard about this one? Yeah. And I think Jerry, you said uh, Jerry found out about it? Jerry saw him. Apparently he was watching him or just noticed it. Hmm. And he apparently saw him slip the knife in his jacket. Ah, that's what it was. And yeah. they were too scared to confront him about it. Because yeah. you know, he's a very gruff, rough kind yeah. of guy. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't come up to him and say, hey. You I, th- know. I thought yeah. they just didn't invite him back because he stole something. It's just like, you, you know, you can't do that. You're not welcome here. And I'm surprised that Jerry wasn't able to, you know, confront him about it. You know, stealing the knife, Lawrence Tinney. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just that intimidating. Yeah, I don't know. Well, can, I can't imagine him being anything else but what he is like as Elaine's father. Yeah, as a person, can you? No, he seems like he would be that way in real life to me. Yeah, I don't think he had to act much. No, no, he was just kind of himself. No. Yeah, I love the bit as well, like in the jacket where um, Alton, you know, George went to see Les Miserables and he starts singing Man of the House. Pipe down, choir boy. Yeah, chorus, chorus boy. <laughs> chorus boy. Yeah. And then at the end, he's driving back to Maryland. Yeah. Maryland. And then he starts singing it. And he's like, Man of the House. And he's like, his gruff guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just the fact that he picked up the melody, even though he told George to pipe down. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's a good, 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 good ending to it. I also episode. love the fact that he just assumes that everyone is gay. Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> what, do, what is. He thinks George is gay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, 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 he thinks everyone's gay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I want to know why George... Like, because if you watch that whole episode, Jerry and George are pretty awkward and they're, like, you know, they're doing the best they can. Mm. Um, and you would assume that he hates them. But apparently he likes Jerry. Like, what? what is it about Jerry that makes him... Because he reminds him of the tail gunner oh, yeah. in the Korean okay. War. But is that yeah. is that the only reason? Do you think probably. if he didn't remind him, he would like him? No, nah, it's probably that. Yeah, that's Probably true. reminded him of his buddy who had his brains, brains blown brain. out in the Pacific. All over the Pacific. All over the Pacific, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in his gruff <laughs> voice. Yeah, so he was meant to be a recurring character, Elton, but uh, due to Lawrence Tini's behaviour on set, he was never invited back. So. I reckon... I, I wish he was a recurring character. I wish he I was him too. so much. Maybe not as, as frequent as um, George and Jerry's parents, but, you know, maybe one episode a season, yeah. you know, just to sort of... I don't know. I think he's too good. I guess because he doesn't live in New York, it would be 
you couldn't have him too regularly. No. Um, or if know. they did an episode where they went to Maryland, because yeah, Elaine's from um, Maryland. Yeah, they yeah. would have visited her relatives or something. That would yeah. have been cool. That would have been like, an episode. They explored her family more, like yeah. her mum, like a family And her sister and stuff. Yeah, that yeah. would have been a good episode. That would have been, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's a shame. But yeah. Yeah, nonetheless, I, I think for him, you know, he's seen, obviously, the Korean War affected him, PTSD yeah. and that sort of yeah, thing. And uh, so. he got inspired to write novels. He probably started, maybe he enjoyed writing had such maybe he wrote before he went to war maybe yeah. he started writing manuscripts or journals or whatever and then he uh, wanted to write a book and he did it and became successful yeah, yeah. successful writer highly respected and, and i think that's how elaine got into publishing i think because her father was an author she got inspired yeah hmm. that, that and that inspired her to go into publishing apparently okay. she doesn't respect elaine's work though um, yeah, he calls, calls Penn and Publishing, publishing those, those bastards. bastards. <laughs> yeah, those, ba- those bastards. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. Maybe they must have um, turned him down or something. If I'm he went guessing. For a publishing deal. I'm guessing. And he's just holding a grudge after all these years. <laughs> he still can't get over it. Yeah, so that's kind of it for what I see as the best uh, parental character yeah. out of Seinfeld. One of the best one off characters, too. Indeed. An intimidating man who makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. Pretty much. So, yeah. not yeah. out of, uh, you know, not out of sorts. No. Indeed. And our final parent we're going to talk about is Barbara. Babs Kramer, Stephen. Mm. Mm. So she was portrayed by uh, Cherie North. Yes. And she was apparently a, um, what did you say? A successor well, she to was a, a very highly notable actress in the 50s and 60s. Okay. Yeah, so she was in um, sh- shows such as The Golden Girls and Matlock. Mm-hmm. You know, she had roles in that. Um, she was known for being one of 20th, cent- 20th Century Fox's intended successors to Marilyn Monroe. And uh, she actually landed a lead role in the 1955 film, How to Be Very, Very Popular. And uh, the fact that Marilyn Monroe turned it down because she refused to be in the role, uh, her being in that part gained her much attention. Okay. Yeah. Go. And it got, got her on the map. Do either of you remember her? I Cherie North? I remember her, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do know her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But she was never a, a she huge was, star. I don't think she was an A star. She might have been a B star. But she could have been an A star. Yeah. Right. She I could don't have. think she ever quite made that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Mm. So what prevented her becoming an A star? Her talent or just I didn't know. get the breaks? Just don't the know. it factor. Yeah. You know? It's probably maybe she didn't have the, know the right people. Or, yeah. You know. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably that. I'm sure you could trace it back to something, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All it, I don't know. Hollywood's pretty pretty fickle. Like, all oh, it, it takes is. is one. Someone can be at the top of their game for 10 years. They mm. have one shit role. That's it. One, Even if they act well, but it's a badly written movie or badly directed or yeah. something, and it just tanks their career, and then they spend the rest of their time just trying to get back to where they yeah. were. So yeah. that, maybe that happened. Maybe she that was at the been top, it. and she just... Sunk yeah. right down. Who yeah, knows? but the fact that she was going to be the successor to Marilyn Monroe from 20th Century Fox. Wowee. Mm. That's huge. That's big big shoes to big fill. Big Massive. Claim to fame. Yeah. Yeah. So Babs, uh, well, she's known as, her name's Barbara, but she's mentioned as Babs. Mm. Uh, she's mentioned uh, by Kramer as being a drunk, uh, and but she claims to have been clean for two years. Uh, so and also in uh, the episode The Switch, Kramer's first name Cosmo is revealed. Yep. After she mentions, she calls him Cosmo, and George and Kramer go because she's a matron uh, in the bathrooms in one of the right. restaurants there. Yep. And they walk yeah. in, yeah, and she goes Cosmo. Cosmo and then, Kramer. Yeah, and then George's like Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> and so then you good. find out his first name Cosmo. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a perfect first name. Yeah. And it Kramer is. wears it like a badge of honor. Yeah. You know, he's a bit upset about it at first, but he goes, "No, I'm Cosmo. I'm going to be right. Cosmo. I'm going to be that's Cosmo. Right. Hey, yeah. Cosmo." I was just a him before his first name was Cosmo that his first name was Kramer I that's what that's what we all thought yeah I yeah. didn't know Kramer was a surname no oh Kramer versus Kramer that's that movie from oh, yeah. like the 70s right? true yeah. I just remember on Family Guy there's a Kramer I, I've never seen Kramer versus Kramer 
Um, but apparently it's about a dinner conversation at a restaurant. Like that's the whole movie. Mm. It's just one scene. Yeah. It's just this awkward dinner conversation no, for two hours Kramer or something. Versus Kramer. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. Actually, Kramer versus Kramer is about the divorce. It's about uh, divorce. The divorce couple. Awful. Yeah. Do, okay. With um, just Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Kramer versus Kramer. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of another movie where the whole movie is just two people at a at a restaurant talking. Is that my dinner with Andre? Is that what you were talking? Because you talked about my dinner with Andre the other no, day. No, I didn't. Would you be talking about it one time in a podcast? No. We mentioned my dinner with Andre, or maybe we mentioned it. Maybe we mentioned I it. I don't know much about I it. I thought that was the one where you said for ninety minutes they sit in a restaurant. And no, talk. no, that was the one that um, uh, the the library guy, what's his name, the, the library cop, what's he, whatever the actor's name is. Oh yeah, Mr. He, Bookman. oh Bookman, Mr. yeah Bookman. Bookman yeah. He he plays who we mentioned in episode three. We did in the library. Yes, so. um, he like in the fifties or the sixties, or probably the seventies actually. Yeah, he played a, a one man. Uh, movie oh, acting as, as Nixon. Nixon. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that oh. was just that. I think that's what I was talking about. Oh, okay, that must be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Something new you learn every day. Indeed. Yeah. And um, Cherie Nall, she passed away in 2005 uh, due to complications from surgery, oh. cancer surgery. Okay. Yes. And uh, Babs herself, she appeared in two episodes of Seinfeld, like in person, The Switch, and the finale part two. Yeah, she comes back. Apparently, there was going to be a deleted scene with her and uh, Uncle Leo. I don't know if you read that. No. Hello. Oh, hello. Uh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> I found this watch in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, I, it might be in the um, the deleted scenes on the DVD, but um, there's a. I'm guessing they were filmed. There was a scene where uh, Uncle Leo comforts her, and then he tries to crack onto her romantically. Ah, right. Okay. Um, yeah, and that would obviously play out to some humorous end. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, she's. She's pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah, she seems good. She, you know, she's reformed. She's not an alcoholic anymore. So, you know, she's found the error of her ways. You know, she, the alcoholism must have affected her relationship with Kramer. And then she got a job as a matron in the restaurant to try and rebuild her life. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah no, she's, she's gone, gone through a lot and she's come out a better person. Yeah, I guess so. It's good. And I think, I think there's still problems between her and Kramer. I think yeah, Kramer doesn't think like so. speaking to her too much. Yeah, just, you know, sort of every so often. Probably just calls her up every Festivus. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's she's it. a good Festivus. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I could imagine the feats of strength in that one. Right? She'd <laughs> beat Kramer up. Probably. She's yeah. pretty tough. Yeah. Um, and she had, a, as I mentioned, she has a rocky relationship with Kramer. And before the switch, she hadn't talked to him for five years. Yeah. Mm. So anyway. even the courage for Kramer, you know, because, uh, you know, they, they wanted to find something out. and They the, wanted to find out whether George or Jerry's girlfriend is bulimic. Oh, was bulimic. That's yeah, right. They, yeah. They, they, they suspected that she was purging. Yeah. Because I think it was George's girlfriend that would eat dinner. And as soon as she finished, yeah, she like, would gorge. Yeah. She would smash it. Smash absolutely it. crush the dinner. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then straight away she would excuse herself and go to the loo. Yeah. And um, yeah, they then Jerry brings up to Kramer that Babs is a is a matron. That's right. And then that sort of just starts the whole episode. And then Kramer's like, I don't want to speak to her. Yeah. I haven't spoken to her for five years. And then eventually she uh, she turns up. Oh, yeah. well, he goes to her. Yeah. And then um, Kramer says to Babs, why don't we go into business together? You should quit the matron job. And then, right. she, and then, you know, George and her girlfriend turn up and then the girlfriend runs to the bathroom and uh, George is like, where's Babs? Oh, she quit. It's like, oh, what? I need her. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I can't remember. Is she actually purging or is she just using no, the loo? No, okay. no. No, it's not actually. No, what happens is the way it works in that episode is so the girlfriend smashes her food and heads to the bathroom. Yeah. But then there's a cut of like these other customers and one of the women are like, oh, I'm not feeling so well. And she w walks to the bathroom. That's right. And, and she, anyway. She's vomiting. Yeah. And George walks in and you can't see like the vanity, like the basins and stuff. Mm. It's on like the side. And then she sees someone 
like hears someone barfing in the mm. in the toilet, and he breaks down the door and goes, "Aha, it's you!" But it's actually another woman. Yeah. Oh, right. And it's actually his girlfriend's just doing a makeup. Oh, you know, okay. Because yeah. he thinks he thinks it was her barfing, but it's actually another customer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. And that kind of disproves his theory. So she's not. She just eats a lot. She just yeah. smashes food, and she still has a great body. So That's right. Yeah. So he that would put his foot in it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did, as he always does. Yeah, he Ru- sure did. Ruined another relationship with a beautiful, attractive woman. <laughs> yes, who's so like punching way above his weight. <laughs> yeah, and just just cooks it because he's because he's a fucking idiot. So. <laughs> <laughs> another thing, another thing about Babs. One more thing. Uh, she has a fling with Newman. So there's a oh, bit yeah, of like a romance, right. and right. and they're yeah, caught yeah. at the end making out in his apartment. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. I reckon they probably had a previous rendezvous. I, I don't think it's the first time because when they first meet, there's kind of that sensual kind of conversation. It's maybe, like, hello, maybe, hey, Newman. Maybe yeah. there's just always been a bit of sexual tension. Uh, I, I think they've been together previously. Okay. Okay. Th- yeah, that's my way. Like maybe they thought, let's have one more, one last fling. Yeah, you know, yeah. for old times' sake. For old times' sake. Yeah. You never know. Oh. Ugh, Newman. Newman. Yeah. Uh, he is a slime bag. He is a slime bag. Yeah, he is. You're not yeah. wrong. Yeah. And that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, okay. that's it. That's, so we covered uh, Jerry's parents, Morty and Helen. We covered George's, uh, Frank and Estelle. We covered Elaine's dad, Alton, and Kramer's mum, Babs. Yeah. And they're the parents of Seinfeld. That's our second What's the Deal with special episode for But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. Yeah, so thanks again for listening. Yeah, thank you so uh, much. We hope you enjoyed uh, spending a bit of time with us, Mum and Dad, and thank you again for for coming on and having a bit of a yarn. We really appreciate it. That's okay. Yeah. Anytime. So it's good night from me and it's good night from them. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Pretty much, like yeah. A, like a newsreader. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, very good. Very good, Kevin. Indeed. And uh, you can. Good radio form. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and uh, if you want to catch us, you can subscribe on iTunes or you can go to our website, bidwabask.com, B I D W B S A C, if you want to. B A S C, Ivan. Yeah, whatever. That. <laughs> Bidwabasak. Bidwabasak. <laughs> whatever. Bid- so the because the podcast title is so long, yeah. but I don't want to be a secondary character. We couldn't make that one. We can't make that a domain name or a or a social media handle, so we had to abbreviate it. Yeah. And it's B I D W B A S C. So we just say Bidwabask. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's so makes, it sounds, makes it easier. Yeah. Like yeah. I was giving someone our domain name the other day. I told them that we, we had a website. And they're like, oh, what is it? And I'm like, Bidwabask.com. And they're like, what the, the hell is Bidwabask? And but I had to explain what I just explained to you. So Yeah. But if you listen and you understand, then uh, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, iTunes, Bidwabask.com. We're also <laughs> on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bidwabask. So search for us and find us. And we put up some pretty good stuff. Yeah. So give yeah. us a follow. Leave us some feedback. Get in touch um, if you have any questions criticism or corrections yep um we we state a lot of information in fact so we're bound to get something wrong from time to time uh, of course email us at bidwillbaskpodcast one word at gmail.com yeah and thanks again for listening and once again thank you to mum and dad for coming on board and having a bit of fun it was yep. really really lovely to have you and have your um additional bits and pieces and commentary yeah great thank you so much for being on on the show yeah now you boys put that radio stuff away and tidy your room like your mother told you okay <laughs> i will yes, yes sir. sir yes sir, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> my right. name's ivan i'm Stephen, and uh we'll catch you next week